following radio programs are original broadcasts. While enhancements have been made to the audio for clarity and listener enjoyment, no other edits or modifications have been made. The listener may hear advertisements and notices for tobacco products, alcohol, food, and or services that may no longer be available, nor are they endorsed by whose blind life is it anyway. Listener discretion is advised. And good Sunday afternoon to y'all. It's Monica Jones, a.k.a. Pepsi Mama. And I'm glad to see you here, and I hope you have as good a time as I do. <laughs> uh, this is the Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday, for those of you who may not know, like an ice cream Sunday, and um, which incidentally, uh, I need to mention before I forget it, we're going to be moving to Saturday, so... I don't think, but I don't think we'll be calling it the afternoon radio theater Saturday, but, <laughs> but uh, anyway. No, it's that, still going to be the afternoon radio theater Sunday. Oh, well, y'all heard the boss. <laughs> well, I'm not the boss, first and foremost, but secondly, <laughs> it's, it's S-U-N-D-A-E, not S-U-N-D-A-Y. Well, that's what I said just a minute ago. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll send you back to bed. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we hope you like what you hear And uh, there's a few ways you can catch us live You can catch us live on Facebook and YouTube At Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway Or on Twitter at Blind Whose B-L-I-N-D-W-H-O-S-E So um, or if you can't get us live for whatever reason, you know, maybe you just have to need to come back and listen later. Uh, you can catch us on most any podcast player. Uh, we, we believe you can get them on all of them except Audible. Audible is the only one that's screeched at us. So, <laughs> Um, they like big budget broadcasts. Yeah, and we yes, ain't. They do. We ain't a big bunch, big budget company. No, we are not. Um, gosh, and I was going to ask for a raise. I'm sorry, it's just not in the budget. Well, I, I might have to leave. Yeah, you. for anyone out there who's listening, it's not in the budget. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should leave your budget. <laughs> well, we won't touch the budget now. No, nah, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave that for later. Yeah. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Alexa can get it. Google can get it. Spotify can get it. Uh, anywhere that you do podcasts, except possibly Audible, we'll play it for you. Now, Alexa will play them for you until you tell her to stop. She'll start with the latest one and then go and then keep going backward. Now, see, I never understood why when you go to a podcast app or or ask uh, one of the smart speakers to play a particular podcast, um, it plays from the most recent. I, I would think you'd want to listen to it in, chronolo in, in chronological order. 
Well, you might, except that usually, uh, you know, they're thinking that, you know, people have already listened to the older ones, so they want the most recent one. And that's, I, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of feel the same way. Uh, but anyway, if you want to write to us with comments, questions, um, suggestions, or requests, what have you, uh, you can write to us at Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-E, at gmail.com. And today we're doing one that I think is uh, cute. <laughs> it's J. Carol Nash, and he's doing uh, Life with Luigi. And um, I forgot who plays Pasquale, I, it, but it tells you. Uh, but I forgot to write it down. Uh, I, I guess because I hear it every other day when I'm listening to... Um, uh, when I'm listening to um, something on um, Alexa. But um, anyway, uh, Pasquale helps him get over here to America from Italy. Who asked you? <laughs> <laughs> she just had to chime in. Uh, Alexa. Uh, uh, the echo just had to tell me what uh, the air quality was in Knoxville. And I know it's nasty because I got my throat's croaky. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, uh, this this guy named Pasquale, I think he's like a distant relative. He helps him get over here to America. But the only reason that he helps him get over here is because He's got this real fat daughter named Rosa, and and she must be just uh, fatter than what human fat can get because they laugh every time, you know, every time she comes out or every time she uh, says, yes, Papa, and the audience laughs. So she, she must be just ridiculous looking, and I'm not down on fat people folks i used to be really fat before i had my <laughs> my uh, uh bariatric surgery but anyway but uh you know how they do on these comedies they make them ridiculous which is good they, they they wouldn't have probably any audience if they didn't but this one is called Luigi Discovers America. Shall we go ahead and play it? Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Okay. Every American school child knows. On October 12, 1492, an Italian explorer, Christopher Columbus, discovered America. On September 27, 1947, a young Italian immigrant, Luigi Basco, rediscovered America. Christopher Columbus arrived with three vessels. Luigi Basco arrived with three dollars. 
When Christopher Columbus landed in America, he said, I named thee San Salvador. When Luigi Basco landed in New York, he said, Please, give me a ticket to Chicago. <laughs> And so we invite you to Chicago's Little Italy for a new comedy, Life with Luigi, the story of an immigrant created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash. From America, Christopher Columbus described his adventures to Queen Isabella in Spain. From Chicago, Luigi Basco describes his adventures to Mama Basco in Italy. Oh, that's what I Dear got Mamma Mia, I make a promise to write you. So I write. In the United States, one fellow keep promise to write is called promissory note. <laughs> in six months since I've been in America, my writing is already so good, words don't even have Italian accent. <laughs> I have store here in Chicago, just like two other businessmen, Marshall and Field. They got same kind of store, only better location. <laughs> Mamma Mia, how you like my new business stationery? See, on top it say, Luigi Pasco, founder and prop. Prop is short for long word, I don't know. <laughs> also, my line business, old and the young antiques. Everybody here is crazy for old things. Old furniture, old lamps, all the chairs. Also, is lots of people crazy about old granddad. <laughs> Must be a fine man. <laughs> Our countryman Pasquale, who bring me to this country and rent me store, has nice place next door. It's called Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace. Sometimes at night, when the breeze from Lake Michigan is just right, then the smell from Pasquale's Palace is reminding me of home. And I'm much lonesome for you. But in the morning when I wake up, I'm so pleasant to be in America. <laughs> but as Uncle Pietro always say, there's no rose without a little thorn. And in this case, is a very big thorn. Now I know why Pasquale bring me here. He wants I should marry his daughter Rosa. You remember when Rosa was a nice little girl? Mamma mia, something has happened. <laughs> you know the bull Uncle Pietro has? Well, go in the pasture, look at the bull, take off the horns, that's the Rosa. <laughs> but outside the Rosa, America is fine, and there's plenty of business here. It's so good that I hire me a little 12-year-old bambino who lives with me. Jimmy O'Connor. He does the furniture, he washes the windows, he sweeps out the store. This in America is called general manager. <laughs> to show you how good a business is, only this morning he said to me, Mr. Luigi, let's face it, we're in a hole. But oh, that's fine. Then why are you upset, Jimmy? What's fine about it? In America, when things is good, then you're in a groove, huh? Yeah. Hole is a bigger groove, so everything's fine. <laughs> Terrible. Take a look at the books. That tells the story. Okay. Here is one page of money going out. Here's another page. Money coming in. That's the trouble, Jimmy. Money coming in and money going out. If only she could stand still, we could grab her. 
How much we got in the cash box? Two dollars and eighty-seven cents. How much I owe Pasquale for rent? Forty dollars. Isn't no come out even. <laughs> That's a too bad for Pasquale. It's too bad for you because if you don't pay him the rent, he's got a right to kick you out. Not in America. This is free country. There's a free speech. There's a free press. But not free rent. You gotta pay him. Oh, Jimmy, I work so hard for this place. I have all my beautiful statues. What I do? What I do? I got a suggestion, but I don't think you like it. Anything, Jimmy. You're a smart American boy. Anything. I'm a drowning. I'm a grabbing at straws. I'm a drowning. Okay. Mary Rosa. Okay, I drown. <laughs> but, Mr. Luigi, after all, as man to man, a fellow's got to get married sometime. If Rosa is the last woman on the face of the earth, then I'd rather marry the face of the earth. <laughs> okay, Mr. Luigi. I've got another suggestion. Anything, Jimmy. I listen to anything. Okay. Sell one of your statues. Sure, I sell. Why do you think I'm in business? Well, that's what you say, but as soon as somebody comes in to buy something, you discourage them. I don't discourage. I only say not to for sale. <laughs> Last week, we could have sold that one of General Grant. I never sell a president of the United States. <laughs> you won't even sell Robert E. Lee. He's a nice man, Mr. Lee. Poor fellow pick the wrong side, so why I sell him? <laughs> you know, you got 18 Abraham Lincoln. 19. I buy another one yesterday. <laughs> Mr. Luigi, I know how we can clear up all our debts and pay the rent. How? Just so one statue. George Washington. George Washington? Founder and prop of our country, I never sell him. If you don't sell something, Mr. Luigi, you... Never sell this statue of Washington. I bring him with me from old country. His only copy of Horace Greeno's statue made in 1833 in Florence, Italy. If it's that good, put him in the window. It'll attract customers. Okay, Jimmy. Make you feel better. I put Washington in the window. Okay, George. Up you go in the window. Don't worry, George. I put you way in the back. They never see you. Uh, Jimmy, you just come from school. You must be hungry. You go back in the kitchen. Eat a little lunch. Okay, boss. He's a nice boy, Mr. Washington. Only he don't understand us. Don't worry. I don't sell you. When Jimmy go back to school, I take you out of the window. I put in college. <laughs> Pardon me. Are you the proprietor? I'm Luigi Basco, founder and prop. What can I do for you, lady? I'm interested in that statue. What statue? The one you have in your window. Why, why you want this statue? Well, I noticed it when I came by your shop yesterday. It's a rare statue. You really like him, huh? I certainly do. You're crazy about him, huh? Yes. Is not the for sale. <laughs> but it's in your window. Suppose you in my window. You for sale? Well, but that's George ridiculous. Washington crossed the Delaware, 1776. But the Luigi's a window? Never. Okay, Mr. Luigi. Oh, you got a customer. That's good. The lady don't want to buy anything. Goodbye, lady. <laughs> oh, but I did want to. Never I mind want... the goodbye, lady. What's going on here? Well, I'm a representative of the Americana Society, and we're having an auction. And I was just trying to buy that statue of George Washington. Great. Shut up, Jimmy. Go back and have a dessert. 
I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. So you fired the Jimmy. I quit. Oh no, you don't. I quit. You can't. Quit. I'm the boss. I do anything I like. I quit, and you're fired. That's all. Goodbye, lady. <laughs> Why won't you sell the statue? Well, yes, you're in business. Why won't you sell the statue? Look, I got other things to sell. Here, I sell you Venus de Milo with two hands. <laughs> No, the Americana Society is only interested in historical statues. Statues? Here, lady, I give you two General MacArthur's free. Now, please, it's Washington I want. But I cannot sell the father of our country. Mr. Luigi, if you don't sell something, you won't be able to pay the rent to Pasquale. And you'll have to marry Rosa. Well, all right, I'm a stuck, I'm a stuck. Either way, you break my heart. I take George Washington in the back. I wrap him up with my own hands. Well, George, I gotta sell you. What I do? What I do? If I don't sell, I don't pay the rent, I get pushed out. Well, that's all right, maybe. But then I gotta marry Rosa. If you ever see her, George, you don't blame me. Please, George, don't look at me like that. Always since I'm a little boy, I know about you. You fine man, you rich man. You have a big farm, but when the poor people say, Hello, George, we need a general. You say, Okay. You give a plantation, June 1775. Now, I give you up, it can't be helped. Lots of things we do in the wartime. Right now is Luigi Basco's war. Come on, George, say goodbye. It's very sad for me, too, George. Shake hands, Mr. President Washington. I wrap you up warm so you don't freeze like in the Valley Forge winter 1777. Arrivederci, Giuseppe Washington. Hi, right, Jimmy, put a statue in a lady's car. Okay, Mr. Luigi. Here's your hundred dollars. Thank you. And don't feel too badly. Because all the proceeds from this auction go to charity. If you'd like to come, here's the address. The auction will be held in my home. Thank you, lady. Goodbye. Good day. Okay, Mr. Luigi, I put the statue in the car. Gee, she must be loaded. She drove off in a beautiful Lincoln. It's a funny country when a Washington drives away in a Lincoln. <laughs> what are you going to do with that dough? Put him under the mattress. Someday, someone will come in here and steal you and the mattress. Not in a Chicago. <laughs> take my word for it. In America, everybody puts their money in the bank. I don't take your word, Jimmy. Anytime I got a problem, I go to see my teacher, Miss Spaulding. If I don't come back before you go to school, lock the door, put out the regular sign. Back soon, maybe longer. Please don't wait. <laughs> I love you. You like a papa to me. From Hello, my teacher, Miss Spaulding. I brought you an apple. Thank you, Luigi. I'll be with you as soon as I finish talking to Mary. I wait. Now, Mary. Yes, Miss Spaulding. I was very surprised this morning when you didn't know who invented the electric light. Well, I haven't. I'm surprised too, the little bambino. Everybody ought to know who invented electric light. You see, Mary, here's a man who's only been in this country for six months, and he knows. 
Go on, Luigi. Tell her who invented the electric light. Marconi. <laughs> Marconi, he invents everything. No, Luigi. Edison invented the electric light. Then Marconi invent Edison. <laughs> I see you need some more private lessons, Luigi. All right, Mary, you can run along now. But be sure you have better answers tomorrow. All right, Miss Baldy. Goodbye, Miss Luigi. Goodbye, little Mary. Tell me, Luigi, how are you and Jimmy O'Connor getting along? He's a fine boy. Every day we have a fight. It's very pleasant. <laughs> I'm so glad he found a home and a job with you. He's a good businessman. But he make me do wrong thing today. He make me sell a statue of George Washington. He's not patriotic, huh? Luigi, patriotism isn't measured by statues. It's something you feel. Good. I feel much better. But what I do with $100? Jimmy say put it in the bank. Well, he's right. I suggest you put your money in the Case National Bank. Why? Why a bank? Well, because in America, you don't carry on business with cash. You'll need checks. Marshall Fields. They put money in the bank? Yes. Is it good enough for me? <laughs> I go tell Pasquale I give him a check for the rent. You can see Pasquale later. Now go straight to the bank. Don't walk around with so much cash. After all, there are some dishonest people in the world. Don't worry about me. I I'm a smart man. Yes, but look out for strangers. They'll try to sell you the Union Station for $100. Not to me, Miss Spaulding. Second day I'm in Chicago, I buy it for $5. For the second act of Luigi Basco's Adventures in Chicago... We look over Mama Basco's shoulder as she turns to page two of the letter from her son, Luigi. So, Mama Mia, six months in this country, and I'm partner with Marshall and Fields. But as Uncle Pietro always say, every cloud she has a silver lining. For me, there's no silver lining because I'm looking into gold teeth of our countryman, Pasquale, who's smiling at me like a cat. Luigi! <laughs> Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. What's the matter with you? I'm your countryman. Why are you passing my place without the coming in? I'm a glad to why. I'm in a hurry now. Wait a minute, Luigi, my friend. Please, you're breaking my arm. <laughs> Somebody's been asking it for you. If it's who I think it is, goodbye. <laughs> Come in, Luigi, just for a minute. I'm going to the bank, get a check, pay you the rent. Forget the business. I'm going to worry about the rent to you like a son to me. I bring you from the old country. Why? You don't know either? <laughs> Listen to me, Luigi. I bring you here to marry Rosa. Now, come inside, stupid. You calling me, Papa? <laughs> Rosa, my little bambino. Luigi's here. <laughs> hello. That's in a way to say hello to Bachelor Man, to say hello nicer. <laughs> hello, Luigi. Hello, Rosa. <laughs> That's a nice conversation you two just had. You both are made for each other. It's a perfect combination. 
Okay, Rosie, go back to the kitchen and help your mama. Papa's going to take care of your future. <laughs> She's like a little angel. When I go to heaven, I look her up. <laughs> Luigi, I got a surprise for you. Next Sunday, how you like to go with me to a wedding? Who's getting married? You are. <laughs> then you will be my son. What do you say? Goodbye, Papa. Oh, Luigi, Rose is a big, but she's a wonderful girl. She's had such a nice, a comfortable lap. You sit there, read the paper, smoke a pipe, drink a wine. What do you say? I want a wife and not a poster chair. <laughs> Is this your last word, my son? Yes. Your very last word? Yes. You positive, absolutely sure? Yes. Where's my rent money? I throw you off the street. <laughs> Pasquale, I got the rent money. I go to the bank now. I give you a check. Luigi, I don't know from a check. So you here, I'm here, the money's here. Transaction. Pasquale. Pasquale, you don't understand. You're like a greenhorn. Oh, shut up. I'm here 26 years. Don't get excited. I explain you. See? Here is $40 rent. I take. You impatient. <laughs> take them as slow. First, I take money to bank. You're going to pay my rent to the bank? No, 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 no. <laughs> Miss Spaulding, she explained to me. I explained to you. All right. I take this money to bank. You take this money to bank. They take money from me. They take this money from you. They depart. They depart. They give me checkbook. They give you checkbook. I take one check. You take one check. I write. You write. Pay to order Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace of $40 and no cents. Pay to order Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace of $40 and no cents. I bring you check. You bring me check. You make a big cross on the bank. I make a big cross on the bank. Then you go to bank. <laughs> then I go to bank. You stand on line. I stand on line. You tell fella you want the money. I tell the fella I want the money. He give you $40. He give me $40. It's very simple. Everybody's happy, see? See? <laughs> it's very simple. Everybody. I'm not the happy. <laughs> Money's right here on the table. Now, give me. No. I tell you this once more. I take money to bank. You take money to the bank. They take money from me. They take money from you. They depart. They depart. They give me a check. We give you a check. I take one check. You take one check. I write. You write. Pay to order Pasquale Spaghetti Palace of $40 and no cents. Pay to order Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace of $40 and no cents. I bring you a check. You bring me a check. You make a big cross on the back. I make a big cross on the back. Then you go to bank. Then I go to bank. You stand on line. I stand on a line. You tell a fellow you want the money. I tell a fellow I want the money. He give you $40. He give me $40. What's the simpler? Pay me my money. I don't want the <laughs> Wait. I explain you once more. <laughs> I take money to bank. Please, Luigi. I've been to the bank twice. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Give me my money. Wait. Once more, I explain. I go to the bank. You go to the bank. They take money from me. They take the money from you. Go to the Excuse me, is this Case National Bank? Yes. I'd like you to talk to Mr. Case. Mr. Mr. Case is dead. I wait. 
Is Mr. Case's son here? He has no son. Oh, too bad. He's got a fine building here. If he's got a daughter, I'm single. Uh, look, sir, this is a bank. Did you wish to open an account here? See. Si. Fine. Is this your first bank account? See. Si. All right. Now we have the necessary papers right here. Just take a few minutes. Uh, now, what did you say your name was? I don't say. Well, what is it? <laughs> what for do you need my name? For, uh, for our records. Now, what is your surname? First time anybody called me sir. Thank you. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, sir, how much would you like to start with? I'd like to start with a thousand dollars. That's a good round sum. But I only got a hundred. <laughs> well, uh, just give me the money and I'll open up an account for you. You want a checking account? Yes. I have to write a check. I have to pay Pasquale the rent, or I have to marry Rosa, and then fine, I've got to fine, go Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> now, here's your deposit slip, and here's your checkbook. Now, if you'll give me the money. Is that necessary? <laughs> yes. First, what do you do with this money? Why, we... We invest it. Yes, that's what we do with it. <laughs> Where you invested? Where? Why, we... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> where you invest? Yes, where do we invest all this money? I ask you first. <laughs> Perhaps you'd better talk to our vice president. Mr. Thurston, would you help me here with the problem? Certainly, Parker. There's a person here who wants to open an account. Oh, Parker, I must leave in a few minutes, sir. Can't you take care of it? Sir, he wants to know what we do with our money. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's a ridiculous question. I agree with you, sir, but what do we do with our money? <laughs> Why, uh, we invest it. But where? Where? Yes. Where? Uh, go back to your cage, Parker. I'll handle this myself. Uh, how do you do, sir? My name is Mr. Thurston. I'm vice president of this bank. Ordinarily, I don't handle matters such as this, but uh, I've always had a slogan. The small depositor of today is the big depositor of tomorrow. Then I come back tomorrow. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. Now, sir, you want to know what we do with our money. See, is important. It's first $100 I ever had. Yes, I understand your feelings. Uh, this is what we do with your $100. We buy railroads, telephone companies, light and power, public utilities, streetcars, real estate, and government bonds. Satisfying? Seems like a lot for $100. <laughs> well, uh, let me try another approach. Uh, what business are you in? Antique business. All right. Now... A lot of times you can sell an antique for a high price and buy back the same antique at an auction at a cheaper price. That means your money is working for you. Now, if you give your money to us... That's good for you, but bad for me. I'm not going to put the money in the bank. I got other ideas of what to do. Now, just a minute, sir. How dare you question my business sense? 
For your information, I have been with the Case National Bank for ten years. Before that, I was with the Third National Bank for five years. Before that, I was with the Second National Bank for three years. Before that, I was with the First National Bank for two years. That is my professional record. What do you say to that? Is it too bad you couldn't haul a job? Gentlemen, the next item for auction is this statue of George Washington, which came... From Luigi Vasco's window, 21 North Halstead Street, open night and day. Oh, hello, Mr. Vasco. We're just auctioning off your George Washington. Good, as, as many reason I come. Yes, well, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's start the bidding. Who says $300? Holy smokes, so this lady only pay 100 <laughs> Now, uh, <clears throat> who say two? Oh, come, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, this is George Washington. He's been elected. He's not campaigning. <laughs> now, who starts the ball rolling? $25. $25 is insult. Well, I think Mr. Vasco's right. Can't I hear $50 for the father of our country? You'll bet your life, lady. I, Luigi Vasco, bet $50. All right, I have 50 Who'll bid more? I, Luigi Bosco, bid a seventy-five dollars. Uh, I have a seventy-five dollar bid. Who'll say a hundred? I, Luigi Bosco, say a one hundred dollars. Mr. Bosco, you're bidding against yourself. I know. That's the idea. You want the more money, I bid the more money. But, Mr. Bosco, your original bid of fifty dollars is enough for this statue of George Washington. Is not enough for father of our country. Even one hundred dollars is not enough. I bid everything I got. The one hundred and two dollars and eighty-seven cents. Mr. Basco, you're a real American. Uh, not yet. You see, I only come here September nineteen forty-seven, so I don't get the first papers yes, until fine, I go down fine. to see the boyfriend. Yes, I, I understand. Uh, Mr. Basco, thank you for your bid, but it's a great personal sacrifice. So what? So Pasquale threw me out in the street. It's all right with me. So I stay out in the street with George Washington. He's worth it. He's a great man. Brave man. Brave like a Garibaldi. He's a brave, maybe. He beat the whole of British Army. So people make him first the president. Twice. 1789 and 1793. Maybe you don't know how great the man he is. Because you're born here and you're used to him like, uh, like a children to Papa. Maybe it's why you don't know how much it's worth to have a George Washington in your house. But to me, I know. When I have him in my store, every morning I say, Good morning, Mr. President. And every night I say, Sleep good, Mr. President. Find a country. America. That's why I, Luigi Basco, bid $102.87. Thank you, Mr. Basco. The bid is $102.87. Going once, going twice. $1,000. $1,000 bid by Mr. Thurston of the Case National Bank. $1,000. Are there any other bids? Mrs. Wells, I, I got no money now. I work harder next year. Maybe you take the little money I got. I give you the rest on an installment plan. Well, I, I'm sorry. We must have cash. A thousand once. Twice, three times. So to Mr. Thurston. Mamma mia, my statue. Where do you want the statue delivered, Mr. Thurston? 
21 North Halstead Street. Mr. Mr. Tustin, that's my address. Exactly. That's where George Washington belongs. With you. Gracias, Mr. Tustin. I pay you back. Here's a down payment. My hundred dollars. I'll take this money and open an account for you at the bank. But the statue is yours. It's a gift. It's impossible. In America, Mr. Basco, everything is possible. Sure to listen next week at this time for Life with Luigi, a Cy Howard production. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that one. That <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones because he he always manages to get himself in such a mess like that, and uh, uh, but it all seems to come out in the wash, as we say down here. It'll all come out in the wash. <laughs> and uh, you could tell his uh, New York accent, though. It slipped uh, out a few times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, he, 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 he does pretty good with it, though. Yeah, he does do a good Luigi. They're going to put it back on next week, and you're going you're gonna to get to do it. Okay. anyway folks um our program is going to be a little bit shorter this week it's going to be two hours instead of um three because uh we want to put on another trivia night on the um uh, global Global line line connection connection. (laughs) and um so Go to Facebook and join Global Blind Connections for anyone who wants to join. We have trivia nights on Thursday evening and Sunday afternoon. And so this is why he's taking my extra hour away today, just stealing it from me. Well, that's not <laughs> but, true. I'm just changing he's, it. Over. He's making anyway, but he's he, he's made it up to me. He's gonna. He's been nice after all. He's uh. That, that's why we're going to Saturdays at noon for this program. So uh, don't forget to join us next Saturday for the Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday ice cream style. Anyway, uh, our next one is, uh, if you think that first one was a mess, wait till you hear this one. Uh Luigi finds a stolen diamond ring. Okay, maestro. From Chicago, we invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi. A new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash. A year ago, when Luigi Basco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. 
So now we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, Chicago is a very fine city and full of very fine people. It's very interesting for me to stand in front of my store and watch people walk by and guess what they are by the way they walk. Yesterday I watched a man. He walked very fast. He's a banker. Then I see a man walking, not so fast, not so slow. I think he's a clerk. Then I see a man... He walks very slow, and I look very sad. He's a Republican. <laughs> because, you see, Mamma Mia, was a big election in America last week. Was a very close race between the two fellas. Mr. Truman win, Dr. Gallup lose. <laughs> but now... American people forget all about the politics. Now they're interested in a football. But it's a wonderful country. When one day people fight about a politics, next day football, and I'm very happy to be here. Only other country, Man Pasquale, who bring me to this country and who has Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace the next store, he is unhappy. For him, only important campaign is for me to marry his daughter, Rosa. Oh, Mamma Mia. If you see her, you know what means the word in inflation. <laughs> she weighs more than she's worth. <laughs> if a fella marry her and must carry bride into house after the wedding, he can't make it in one trip and must make it two trips. <laughs> but I have my antique business, and I try to forget Pasquale. This morning, just before my general manager, the 12-year-old bambino Jimmy O'Connor go to school, I show him a sign that I paint myself. All right, Jimmy. We put this sign in the window. Then you go to school. How you like it? Special fire sale. But, boss, you haven't had a fire. I know. But tomorrow I must pay insurance, so today I have fire sale. <laughs> How you like my printing, Jimmy? Well, for a man who's only been here a little while, it's pretty good. Sure. I don't write with the broken handwriting anymore. You tell my teacher, Miss Spaulding, huh? Hey, boss, look who's coming. Customer? No, it's Mr. Pasquale. What does he want so early in the morning? Same thing he wants later tonight. <laughs> I should have married Rosa. What are you going to say? Same thing. No. Maybe I ought to stay. Don't worry, Jimmy. You go to school. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. Hello, Jimmy. Goodbye, Mr. Pasquale. Goodbye, boss. Study harder, Jimmy. Maybe one day you go to Electoral College. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's a fighter boy. And you look a fighter, too. The answer is no. I didn't even ask you anything. You know the answer. You're going to ask me to marry Rosa. The answer is no. You think Rosa is the only thing out of my mind? See. No, you out of my mind. Today, I'm just full of love for everybody, even you. No hard feelings, only sweet. And I'm going to prove it to you. Tonight, I'm going to give you a vacation. Where I go? First, I ask you, if somebody say to you, Luigi Bosco, you choose any place you like to go in Chicago tonight, what do you say? Who asked me? Well, suppose. Is it like in a storybook when he was a little bambino? Good fairies ask you. Then, 
Then I go to beautiful palace downtown. Buy popcorn, and while I eat the popcorn, I see a movie. Ha-ha, <laughs> see, when a better. How would you like to go to the opera tonight? Opera? Oh, Pasquale, I don't hear opera since I leave Italy. You like opera, eh? It's a foolish question. It's like asking you if you like money. All right. <laughs> Here's your two tickets to the opera. Free? Free. How much? That's a matter for you. <laughs> Why are you so suspicious? Here. Here, you hold the ticket. Okay, Pasquale. Fine. Now you find a nice girl and you take her to the opera. Okay, I call up Mrs. Spaulding. She's a nice girl. If I give you two tickets and I say find a nice girl, I'm a no mean a Spaulding. I'm a mean a Rosa. Then no more talk about a marriage. Okay, no more talk about a marriage. We talk about opera. Okay? See, si. what opera is it? Marriage of Figaro. There you go again. That's in the name of the opera. That's the matter for you. Go to opera here. Take a rosa. Here's the two tickets. If I take a rosa, then I need three tickets. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Rosa, she's a little fat. What else do you got against her? Nothing. Then why don't you marry my baby? I'm in no position to marry. So you're changing your position. Uh, you, you don't understand. First place, I owe you $800. Forget it. It's very easy for me to forget. Trouble is, you always remind me. Now, <laughs> today. Then... I have a little store. Is it just big enough for me and Jimmy? I build you a new store. I'm going to buy you new antiques. Isn't that the right? I don't want your money. Please, Luigi, don't let my money stand in the way. Even if I love a Rosa, I don't marry her. I can't even afford to buy a girl a little present. You marry Rosa, she give you a little present. <laughs> Look, Pasquale, all over the world is a custom. If fella gonna marry girl, he give her engagement ring. I don't believe in engagement. With a me, get right down at the business. Put on a wedding ring. <laughs> I don't have a money for even for a wedding ring. I buy you one. No. I ask my wife at Teresa, she lend you hers. She's aware it long enough. <laughs> I'm a much obliged. No, Pasquale, I don't marry Rosa unless I have to. Is this your final statement of my Yes. Friend? Absolute positive final statement? Yes. And give me back my tickets. No marriage to Rosa, no marriage to Figaro. <laughs> huh. That Pasquale, he's so angry he don't even close the door. Well, it's a nice day. Maybe I catch a little bit of air. Oh, out of my way, bud! Hey, excuse me, mister. You don't see me, huh? He must have been in a big hurry. Hey, mister, you dropped something. Hey! Mamma mia, you dropped a diamond ring. Excuse me, lady. I find the ring, so I like to advertise in your newspaper here. Yes. Please, I like to see the boss, Mr. Greeley. Who? Mr. Greeley. We don't have any Mr. Greeley. But it say up there, Harris Greeley, founder. Oh, that, Mr. Greeley. He's not connected with us anymore. What is it you want? See this ring? Mm, the honey. It's a diamond. I find it in front of my store. And my teacher, Miss Spaulding, she say advertise, so now I can... Well, advertising department to your right. Right. What can I do for you, sir? I like to put an ad in your paper. Oh, good, good. Uh, how much space would you like? I think uh, one page is plenty. 
A page? Yes. Well, uh, won't you sit down? Thank you. Hmm. May I have your name? Bosco. Luigi Bosco. Well, mine is Randall. Hello. Uh, what is the nature of your business, Mr. Bosco? Oh, the new antiques. Also statues of colonial furniture. And uh, where are you located? Next door to Pasquale Spaghetti Palace. Uh, where is that? Next door to me. Uh, any credit or banking references? What do you mean? Well, I mean, do you want to be billed for this, or, or will you pay cash? Oh, I pay cash. A page, that will be $3,000. $3,000? I don't know. It costs us so much. Uh, I don't think I'd take a page. Well, uh, how much would you like to spend? $1,500 or $1,000? A little less. Well, then how much would you like to spend? $2. <laughs> What'd you say? $2. Yes. Yes, that's what I, I thought you said. Oh, what's the matter? Are you angry? No, 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 no. I never lose my temper, no. <laughs> well, it's all right. If you lose temper, all you have to do is put an ad and you find it again. Thanks. How big is this ad? One inch. Now, uh, what do you want to advertise? I find the ring today and I want to give it back. A lost and found ad? Just a found. Other fella lost. <laughs> Might happen to you sometime. Uh, uh. Why, why didn't you say so in the first place? This is the first place I come to. All right, all right. Now, uh... What, uh... What kind of a ring is it? Here. An engagement ring. See. I see, all right. You don't understand. When I say see, this means yes. Yes, I understand. But when I say see, this means look. Whichever it is, what do you want to say in this ad? Ladies and gentlemen... If somebody lose engagement ring, please come see Luigi Basco, old and a new antiques at 21 North Halstead Street. Open night and day, no appointment necessary. Only two blocks from elevated station. Walk to corner. You want to say all that for two dollars? No. No. But how can we fit all that in a one-inch ad? Use a small letters. <laughs> well, one-inch ad wouldn't hold more than about a dozen words. Then what I say? Well... Well, let me see. Ring found in front of 21 North Halstead Street. Call Luigi Vasco. This first time I have a name in an American newspaper. Maybe I spend more money. Take more space. Well, for $4, Mr. Vasco, I can give you a two-inch ad. On the front page? And I suppose you'd like us to run your picture for the same price. Good. That's a good idea, Mr. Randall. Never so much I expect in America. Look, look, Mr. Vasco. <laughs> For two inches, you get 25 words in the classified ad section. Now, will you please dictate it to me? Then say, Luigi Basco, 21 North Holstead Street, the dealer in new and used antiques. You can drop that. Drop a what? The antique stuff. If I drop antique stuff, it'll break. <laughs> no, I mean omit. Omit? Yes, leave out. Why? Well, the antique stuff takes up too much room. Oh, no, I got a bigger story. <laughs> Mr. Basco, please finish that ad. Remember now, 25 words. All right. Uh, Luigi Basco. Okay, that's, that's two words. 21 North Holstead Street. That's uh, six words. Who owns antique store? Uh, ten words. Found a diamond ring. Thirteen. Remember... Twenty-five words. If owner tell me inside says John, 
to marry Winnetka. Nineteen hundred forty-six. I returned the ring. Twenty-six words. Mr. Basco won too many. Then make it nineteen hundred forty-five. <laughs> Mr. Basco. <laughs> no, never mind. Never mind. I'll, I'll do it myself. I'll just do it. I'll just. Here we go. Then. <laughs> There we are. <laughs> Twenty-five words. What word do you take out? Winnetka. Oh, no, it's my favorite word. But you must lose some word. Okay. i show you how to get it. Take out the my name. Look, look, Mr. Basco. There's a fine newspaper across the street. There are competitors. We hate them. <laughs> There's two dollars of my own. It's my lunch money. You go over there and give them the ad. Oh, oh, thank you, Mr. Randall. But I give you my business. And here's my two dollars. Yes. Well, thank you. And if you ever find anything again, keep it. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Honesty is the best policy. <laughs> Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. Where you been? Newspaper office. What for? Never see a fella like you. Always a going to some new place. Is it like this, Pasquale? I explain to you. I find a ring. You find a ring? This morning, a fella bumped into me. He dropped a ring, he ran away. So you gave it to a newspaper? No. My teacher, Miss Spaulding, she say, if you find the ring, you advertise in the paper. Same time, also advertise in my business. Free. Uh, what kind of ring? This one. Hey, that's a beautiful engagement ring. Sure. Where you find? In the front of my store. I bet you get a bigger reward. Oh, I don't care. I care. Who's your landlord? You. Well, if you find in front of my property, then we go 50-50, eh? <laughs> I, I don't argue. If fella give me money, I give you half. <laughs> I'm only fooling Luigi. Who's interested in the money? You. No. <laughs> no, Luigi. Is there come a time when a happiness is more important than a money? Pasquale, you feel all right? No. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm an old man, Luigi. I'm already living my life. Pretty soon, I say goodbye to you. Goodbye, Pasquale. <laughs> Don't be in such a hurry. <laughs> then I... Then I wait. How would you like to do one little favor for poor Pasquale before he's a kick in the bucket, eh? Please, Pasquale, you make me very sad. Luigi, you're my countryman. I do you a favor, I bring you over. Now, now maybe you do me one favor before I say bye-bye. I try, Pasquale. For one little second, put that ring on a rose's finger, eh? You just the plain dead, Pasquale. You try to fool me. I no fool you, Luigi. I just want to see with my own eyes how roses look when she's wearing an engagement ring. Then I die happy. Is it this a promise? I give you my word. What do you say? <laughs> but Pasquale, girl's name on a ring is Mary. That's no problem. Mary, Mary, Rosa, Rosa. Come out to here and bring your figure with you. You call me, Papa! 
Look who's here, Rosa. Hello, Luigi. Hello, Rosa. <laughs> Go ahead, Luigi. Put out of the ring. Okay, Pasquale. But you promised Rosa to take it right off. Listen, Luigi. I'm a dying. So am I. <laughs> Put on a third finger, left hand. Can't tell the difference. <laughs> Is it too bad, Pasquale? The ring is on a fifth. Stop breathing, Rosa. <laughs> now both of us are together. Push. Okay. Now you can breathe again. Oh. I do your papa a favor. I make all men happy, Rosa. I feel it 20 years younger already, my son. <laughs> Mamma mia. Now you two is engaged. Engaged? <laughs> is there no time to laugh, Rosa? Is it your ring, Luigi, you know? No. You find it, it's yours, that's the law. I find the real owner. You the real owner, my son. Rosa, give me back the ring. <laughs> I see you put a ring on a Rosa's fingers with my own eyes. That's enough for me. Please, Rosa, stop breathing. I pull off the ring. What's the difficulty? The ring. She's a stuck. So are you, my son. <laughs> For the second act of Luigi Basco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, I'm in a bigger trouble. Pasquale took me into putting ring on a rose's finger. Now ring wants to come off. It's like trying to pull a cow out of a milk bottle. <laughs> So Pasquale is very happy. Like they say in America, he got me over barrel. <laughs> if ring don't come off Rose's finger, then I must marry barrel. <laughs> now, with the Rosa attached, owner no have to give me reward. I give owner reward. <laughs> Pretty soon now you're going to lead my Rosa down the bridle path. Pasquale, I'm not going to marry Rosa. You give Rosa a ring, you engage. But it was not to my ring, Pasquale. If nobody shows up, it's your ring. So what? Put the two and the two together, what do you got? Rosa. <laughs> Look, don't worry, Luigi. Maybe now you don't love Rosa, but when you marry her, she's a grow out of you. I'm another flower, Pater Pasquale. <laughs> I put the ring on Rosa only to do you a favor. That's right. That's what I tell everybody. Luigi Basco, do me a big favor. He's a marrying of my Rosa. You know right to tell people lie. Okay, you don't want to marry Rosa? Take her back to the ring. I can't. So you see, it's the truth. And don't worry, my son. Pretty soon you believe it, too. And I already make plans for the wedding. It's going to be the biggest wedding anybody's having in this neighborhood. People's going to talk about it for years. That's because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> You're going to be there. You'll be there, all right. All dressed up like a dummy in a window. Black coat, the stripes of pants, and a rose, she's going to be dressed in a wife. And listen, Luigi, my wife, Teresa, she's now cooking up a smaller family dinner for tonight. I'll be back in a half an hour. 
I'm not to go on. Then Rose is a comma for you. Instead of you carry her over the threshold, and she's a carry you. <laughs> Mamma mia, I'm in a big trouble. Oh, here come a customer. Is this 21 North Halstead Street? See. Si. You Luigi Pasco? See. Si. Okay, cough up that ring. Please, mister. I'm not to swallow ring. And hand it over. You see my ad in the paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, quit Gavin. How I know is your ring? I'm the guy you bumped into. Excuse me, you bump into me, then I holler. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, let's have that ring. First, you identify. What it say inside the ring? John to marry Winnetka 1946. Oh, you John? No, I marry. <laughs> Come on, get going, Buster. We'll have trouble. Got a plenty of trouble already. If you're smart, you'll get rid of that hunk of ice fast. It's hot. Ice? Yes, yes. Now, come on, stop stalling. You're talking to little Louie. I, I, I don't have a ring. Rosa, she's got it. Rosa? Who's she, the fence? She's in the whole backyard. <laughs> come on, now cut that double talk. Please, you're choking me. Uh, is, is it like this, Mr. Lo- little Louie? I show Pasquale the ring, and he said to me... Now, look, that... cut the conversation. I want that ring, or you wind up in cement. Mamma mia, you're a sculptor. <laughs> no wisecracks. Come on, come on, where's the ring? I, I, I don't have... It's on a girl's finger. And get it off her. Please, give me a little time. I'll give you 15 minutes. If that ring ain't here then, bud, you're dead. Thank you. Pasquale. Luigi, what's the matter? You're shaking it like a spaghetti in a hot water. Luigi. Luigi, I'm, I'm in a plenty hot water. Pasquale, owner of the ring was adjusted in my store. I don't believe it, this. So what does he want? Ring. Please, Pasquale, must take ring off Rosa's finger. Oh, no, no. I don't trust you, Luigi. Once you take off, you never put him out again. He's a very mean fellow, Pasquale. If I don't have a ring in 15 minutes, I'm a dead. And then a Rosa be widow even before she's married. That's a pretty bad for you. Please, Pasquale, I don't want to die before I get a citizen of papers. That's a foolish talk. Is it not illegal for a dead man at the vote? Pasquale, you must pull a ring from Rosa's finger. It's easier to pull a Lake of Michigan from a Chicago. <laughs> but I help you, Luigi. How? When a man is a comer for the ring, if he don't find the ring, maybe he's to take money. But I don't got the money. Luigi, I lend you the money. I don't want a condition. Okay. I'm a Rosa. Here you are, my son. Give a man a hundred dollars. That's the plenty for a ringer like that. What do you say, my son? Thank you, Papa. Hey, look, there's a Jimmy coming home from the school. Hello, Mr. Pasquale. Hello, boss. Hello, Jimmy. Soon are you going to be a flower girl? <laughs> what did Pasquale mean by that? He means soon are you going to be a flower boy. Huh? Yes, Jimmy, I'm going to marry Rosa. Oh, no, boy. Oh, yes, Jimmy. How did Pasquale hook you? Here's a long story, Jimmy. I find the ring today and... Ring? You know about it? Well, not about the one you found. But here's something in this afternoon's paper. Listen to this. Hendrick's home robbed. Bandit's escape with famous jewelry collection. 
Diamond ring stolen, valued at $20,000. What else to say, Jimmy? Inside the ring, there's an inscription. Married to John Winnetka. 1946. <gasps> Mamma mia. Hey, boss, how did you know that? Quicker, Jimmy, call up the police. Give me the police. Put that phone down. Who are you? Detective Horan. You got a wonderful police department. Very good service. <laughs> Uh, never mind the wisecracks. Search a joint, Tom. Right, Harry. <laughs> so you're Luigi Vasco? Yes, sir, Mr. Policeman. You packing a rod? I'm not in a rod of packing a business. <laughs> now, where's that ring, Mr. Bosco? I know God. Look, we just picked up little Louie, so you might as well come clean. Nothing in there except some old furniture. You look in the backyard? Yeah. Find anything? About 30 Dewey statues. <laughs> Say, I sell them to you cheap. Who helped you pull that big job? Big job? Stop stalling. Only big job I know is the Rosa. Rosa? <laughs> Who's Rosa? The brains of the mob? She looked like the whole mob. <laughs> Now, what'd you do with the ring? Please, I tell you a whole story. Take this down, Tom. Shoot, Luigi. You shoot a Luigi and I can't tell him my story. <laughs> this, this is morning, I find a ring outside of my store. Look, little Louie told us all about it. Hey, Luigi, does the fella cover for the money? Not yet. Oh, at the ring, it's a look so beautiful, out of roses, a finger. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who's this guy? That's the Pasquale. Who'd you say was wearing the ring? My little girl, Rosa. Oh, so you're in on this, too. Hey, why are you asking so many questions? We're from the police department. Well, I'm a no-buy, no tickets for the policeman's ball. <laughs> Pasquale, please, are you talking too much? You'll talk more downtown. Tom, get the girl, Rosa. Maybe the gang will talk to the chief. The chief? Mamma mia, they still got Indians in Chicago. <laughs> Here they are, Mr. District Attorney. Now, you, Mr. Basco, and you too, Mr. Pasquale. You'd better listen to me carefully. See, si. see. Si. Now, I've read the statements you two men gave the police, and I don't believe a word of it. I'd say the truth to Mr. D.A., I swear. If I'm a liar, I hope for Luigi's a drop dead. <laughs> but it's, it's all your fault, Pasquale. I tell you, no try the ring on Rosa's finger. You say try. If you marry my Rosa a long time ago, this is going to happen. Stop that private argument. You're going to talk yourselves into a long prison sentence. Please, Mr. Attorney. I'm an honest citizen. He's an honest citizen. But, but when I get to my papers, I'm honest citizen. Now I'm just honest to Luigi. I do everything like the law says. Law says they don't step on the grass. Luigi don't step on the grass. Sinus says it don't feed animals. Luigi don't feed animals. Sinus says one-way street. I walk one way. <laughs> Sinus says don't cross the street. So I'm in this country one a year, and I've never been on the other side of the street yet. <laughs> all, all of my life, I only want to be in this country. I understand, Mr. Bosco. But this whole thing is incredible. I don't understand how a man like Mr. Pasquale can go to such lengths to get his daughter married. If you see my little baby, you understand. <laughs> Bring her in, her Ann. 
Rosa! Rosa! Yes, Papa? <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Take them out, Horan. No charges. Thank you, Mr. Dispicatani. Thank you. If you do me a big favor, I do you a favor. What? From now on, Mr. District Attorney, I always listen to your radio show. <laughs> Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by High Craft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Bosco with Alan Reedus Pasquale. Music by Wilbur Hatch. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. You know, I'm surprised. Uh, at what? Well, he said, um, you know, call the chief. And then he said, they still have Indians in, in oh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I wonder what he would have said if they if he heard about the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard that so many times from listening to these that I didn't pay that much attention to it. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, folks, our show is half over for today. We're only going to be doing two hours. I think I mentioned that already. Um, but next week, don't forget to catch us on Saturday. And... It'll be a three-hour show then. But our next one is, oh, and I, and I also forgot to mention that um, each episode of these, which you've probably already figured it out by now, he's writing a letter to his mama. And that's what the show is about. He's always writing a letter to his mama. So, uh, But the next one is um, Luigi attends a PTA meeting. And yeah, you have to wonder why he's going to a PTA meeting, but y'all give it a listen. Go, Maestro. From Chicago, we invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash. ago when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Vasco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, how you like the noise from England? Princess Elizabeth, she have a little boy. So now England, she's a really a mother country. In the last letter, you say you surprise that my English writing is so good. I can explain to you why. First thing, when I come to Chicago, I go to night school at night. I wish, Mamma Mia, you could see my teacher, Miss Spaulding. 
She's got beautiful eyes like a Mediterranean. Her hair is gold like a sun over Alps. And her shape. <laughs> Mamma mia, if Italy is in such a good shape, they don't need a Marshall plan. <laughs> so you see, Mamma mia, I'm studying very hard because I don't want to be like our countryman Pasquale who bring me here. He is here 26 years, and all he knows is two words. Money and Rosa. <laughs> is it too bad that she is not worth her weight in gold? She's so fat, Mamma Mia, that if a fella marries her, he is a commit to bigamy. <laughs> but this morning, I'm not thinking about Pasquale Rosa. I'm talking to my 12-year-old general manager, Jimmy O'Connor, who is like my son. And I'm helping him with his lessons before he goes to school. I say to him, what are you doing, Jimmy? An algebra problem. It's pretty tough, too. Stop looking for the answer in the back of the book. He's not honest. Read me the question and I give you the answer. But is it honest if you figure out the answer for me? Don't worry, I won't. <laughs> but I try. It's all common sense. Now read me the question. Okay. If Tom can dig a ditch in two hours and Harry can dig the same ditch in one hour... How long would it take Tom and Harry if they dig together? Oh. What answer it gives in the back of the book? <laughs> and you told me not to look. That's right. We use the common sense. If Harry digs a hole in two hours... Uh, no, Tom digs the hole in two hours. The same thing. Later they're going to dig the hole together, so it makes no difference. <laughs> well, never mind, boss. I'll figure it out in school. Never put off a Jimmy is a bad habit. We figure out the by common sense. Tom digs hole in two hours. Harry digs the same hole in one hour. Right. How long would it take Tom and Harry if they dig together? <laughs> That's a funny thing. What's funny? Just two weeks ago was election. Harry stands still and Tom digs his own hole. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. Maybe it's a little hard to figure out the by common sense. That's okay, Mr. Luigi. You help me with my American history. It's my favorite subject. Jimmy, you're a lucky boy you're born here. Boss, do you really wish you were born in America? Yes. And next time I'm born, I know better. <laughs> Jimmy, it's getting late. You better go in the back, have a glass of milk, and go to school. Okay. Well, I think I dust off my antiques. No, better I put dust on antiques. Makes them look older. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Luigi. Good morning, my teacher, Miss Spaulding. It's a big pleasure to see you. I was on my way to school, so I thought I'd drop in for a minute. It's a wonderful idea. Look how whole place light up because you're here. Please, sit down on this Teddy Roosevelt rocking chair. Why do you call it a Teddy Roosevelt rocking chair? It has no arms and it's rather hard. Teddy Roosevelt was a rough rider. <laughs> well, I'll take this chair. It seems more comfortable. Fine. It's also a good chair. American mahogany, Duncan Five style. Good. Then I can be patriotic and comfortable at the same time. Is uh, it all right if I sit next to you? Well, certainly it's all right. Thank you. Uh, how's the business, Miss Spaulding? <laughs> well, teaching school can hardly be called a business. But it must be a wonderful thing to be teacher. Everybody, they love you. They respect you. I bet you all the kids in your class, they're crazy about you. Yes, but they have a quaint way of showing it. What do you mean? 
Well, Mr. Basco, did you ever spend a day dodging spitballs? Or did you ever shake hands with a piece of bubble gum? Or were you ever hit by a jet-propelled eraser? Miss Spalding, your life! She's in danger. <laughs> well, it's not as serious as that, Mr. Basco. Well, if the kids do bad things, you tell me, Miss Spalding. I teach them respect. Oh, no, Mr. Luigi. We don't use force. Then how you punish them? Well, occasionally we keep them after school. Miss Spalding, do me a favor. Please punish me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's better. Don't be sad no more. All you need, Miss Spalding, is the same thing everybody needs. Somebody who's saying nice things. Especially if somebody is a nicer fella. Uh, if I'm a ten years younger. Miss Spaulding, and if I have a big store like a Marshall and Fields, then I buy you the whole store and the school and I give you for Christmas a present. Then I go there every day and I hold your hand like this and I say, Good morning, my beautiful teacher, Miss Spaulding. Mr. Luigi, I could kiss you for that. What? I finished my milk. Jimmy, go back and drink two more quarts. <laughs> Oh, you were here, Miss Spaulding. Yes, yes, uh, so I am. I, I, I just dropped in. In fact, I'm leaving. Uh, that's right. We'll walk to school together, Mr. Luigi. I mean, Jimmy. <laughs> sure. Goodbye, my teacher, Miss Spaulding. Goodbye, Mr. Luigi. Will I see you this afternoon? you see me any time you like, Miss Spaulding. I mean, at the PTA meeting. PTA? Are you on a relief, Miss Spaulding? <laughs> no, PTA means Parent Teachers Association. Didn't you give Mr. Luigi one of those notices, Jimmy? Uh, I forgot. Why you forget such a thing, Jimmy? Should I go, Miss Spaulding? But, boss, it's... It's mostly mothers. So what? I'm like a mother to you, Jimmy. Miss Spaulding, is true that is all the mothers at the PTA? Well, the odds are that you'll be the only man among 30 or 40 ladies. That's a wonderful odds. <laughs> well, I, I, I dust my statues. See you this afternoon at the meeting. Jimmy, why didn't you tell Mr. Luigi about the PTA meeting? I just told you. I forgot. You're not ashamed of him, are you, Jimmy? No, of course not. It's only that... That what? Oh, nothing, Miss Balling. You better tell me, Jimmy. Well, it's just that you don't know Mr. Luigi like I do. What do you mean? If there's more than two people around, he thinks it's his duty to make a speech. That isn't true, Jimmy. Oh, yes, it is. At the July 4th ball game between our scout teams, he made us stop the game so he could read the preamble to the Constitution. And this was with three men on base. I think that's very commendable. And you should hear those speeches he makes to the statues. Yesterday, I heard him talk to the statue of Patrick Henry all about liberty and death. At the end of an hour, I swear I heard Patrick Henry say, Give me death! <laughs> Well, I'm sure no such thing will happen this afternoon. Don't be too sure, Miss Balling. He's so good-natured and he's so happy to be invited someplace that he'll wind up serving the food, making a speech, taking tickets at the door, and finding out if the people are related to the signers of the Declaration of Independence. I just don't believe it, Jimmy. Mr. Luigi just wants to participate in civic activities. He wants to feel that he belongs. The PTA meeting this afternoon will help round him out. Sure. And flatten out everyone else. <laughs> My friend, hello, Luigi, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. I come over to ask you a little favor. Sure, everybody who comes to my spaghetti palace, they call it a favorite place. What do you want? 
I have to go to Jimmy's school this afternoon. What's the matter? The kid in the trouble? No. I must make a speech. Then the whole school's in the trouble. <laughs> what the fuck you want to make a speech? You don't understand, Pasquale. Is Parent Teachers Association. What's the matter? You crazy in the first place, you're no parent, and the second place, you're no teacher. Then I must be association. <laughs> You've got too many places, Luigi. Always a running like a little mouse. <laughs> Stay home. Mind your own business. Is it my business what happened in school? Who asked you to make the speech? Jimmy? No. Mrs. Spaulding? No. Is it my own idea? <laughs> You're going to make a speech. <laughs> well, what's this so funny? Listen, Luigi. Right now, everything she's a fine between the United States and Italy. You make a speech and the whole war starts up again. <laughs> Please, keep your mouth shut. Here's a free speech in the United States, so I speak. In the second place, Luigi, this meeting is for ladies, not for men. What before you go? Maybe I meet the nice American lady. It's only mothers ago, not the single ladies. So it's maybe nice widow lady. Widow lady? What's the matter with my daughter Rosa? She's not a widow. <laughs> you marry her now, we see what happens later. <laughs> Pasquale, I'm not the coming to talk about Rosa. Luigi, my friend, why you don't want to marry my Rosa? Just because she's a little bit chubby? A little bit. Mamma mia, if I marry Rosa, it's not a marriage, it's a project. <laughs> but no more talk about Rosa. All right, all right. We don't talk about a Rosa. Thank you, Pasquale. Luigi, uh, is it not the parent that teaches a meeting for children's mothers? Maybe. But Jimmy, he was born 12 years ago. He has no mother. Rosa could be his mother. She's 12 years too late. <laughs> then what do you want from me? When I go to meeting, please take care of my store. All right, all right. I send a Rosa. Oh, no. Is it like a bull in China shop? Never mind. I close a place. I put out sign to help yourself. Goodbye, Pasquale. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, wait, Luigi. You're going to go to a PTA meeting like this? What's wrong? What's wrong? Look at the way you look. Look at your suit. You're the only fellow in Chicago who's wearing a green jacket with a six buttons in the front and a belt in the back. <laughs> and look at your pants. Where's the crease? Only bumps. <laughs> That's from keeping a pants under a mattress. I don't have other suits. Then stay home. Why, you must always go places. Maybe you're right, Pasquale. Maybe I should buy a new suit. But I don't got the money. Pasquale. No, I only lend money to son-in-law. <laughs> That's the trouble. Whenever you lend the money, it's got a strings attached. Ross's apron strings. All right, go ahead, go to meet and let the fine American ladies laugh for Luigi Bosco. Sure, even the Jim is ashamed of you. Is it not true? Jim is no ashamed. Then why Miss Spaulding invite you, not the Jim? Jimmy forget, that's why. Sure, sure. Well, don't bother me. I'm not lending you no money. Only suit I buy you is a wedding suit. <laughs> what do you say, my son? Goodbye, Papa. <laughs> Excuse me, is this place you sell suits? Yes. You have suits here for speech making? Oh, yes, indeedy. Just had a shipment returned from the Republican National Committee. <laughs> good. Show me suit that's good for speech making. Oh, uh, you want something in tails. 
I'm going to make a speech and not hang it from three. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, will you give me some idea? Do you like this suit I'm wearing? If I take your suit, then you'll have to go home in underwear. <laughs> no, what I mean is, do you like this pattern? It's a herringbone. Herringbone? That's right. Is the fine country where they make suits from herringbones. <laughs> Must take a lot of little herring. <laughs> I've never counted them. Perhaps you'd like, uh, perhaps you'd like a businessman suit. You mean he lent me his suit? I like my own place. Uh, well, sir, for what purpose do you want this suit? I have to make speech at PTA meeting this afternoon. Maybe you like to come. Oh, no, thank you. I couldn't stand the excitement. <laughs> uh, tell me, is it formal or informal? It's inside in school. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, do you have to dress? I'm only man there. Of course I got a dress. <laughs> this is PTA meeting, not Turkish bath. <laughs> well, sir, could you go for this suit? It comes with two pairs of pants. Isn't no good. Uh, I know two pairs of pants would make your legs look too lumpy. <laughs> then why are you trying to sell it to me? Because I'm just a great big sneak. <laughs> oh, this is a nice suit here, this brown one. But why is pants so short? Because it's a boy scout suit, and you get a knife with it. How many blades? I can't tell you. It's a military secret. <laughs> Look, please. I like a suit for making speech. You know, four score and a seven years ago. Of course. Well, why didn't you say so? Here's just the suit for you. It's our Gettysburg Address model. Is it good enough for Abe Lincoln? Is it good enough for Luigi Pasco? I... Take it. For the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, I buy myself suits for PTA meeting. Now all I have to do is pay 50 cents a week. In one year, I own a coat. In one more year, I also own pants. Pants is striped. And the coat is empty in the front, but in back it sweeps the floor. It's called a cutaway. This is what I do when I come home after meeting, because there's enough material in back of coat for extra pair of pants. I also want to bring a present to ladies at the meeting, so... I take a new thing called a money order that I get from lady customer and I go to post office to cash it. Excuse me. You're the postmaster? Yes, I'm in charge of this branch. You're just the man I want to see. I just received this paper from a lady. That's a money order. See, fellow who worked for you in gray suit, he tell me if I bring it here, you give me $10. Is it this right? Yes, yes. Uh, have you any identification? What do you mean? Well, something to prove you're Luigi Basco. Have you a driver's license? I don't even have a car. Citizenship papers? I know all the answers to questions, but I must wait a couple of years because... Marriage I'm... license? I'm single. If you know a nicer girl, I... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How about a birth certificate? Is home in the family Bible. Could you bring that? Can't afford to take a trip to Italy just enough. <laughs> If I get money order for $1,000, then I go and I bring, but for $10, it's... Hmm. Well, uh, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to show me something. Well, if, uh, if nobody looks, I show birthmark on the ankle. 
No, 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 that won't do. Isn't there some way you can prove that you're Luigi Basco? Mr. Postmaster, every morning when I get up, I look in the mirror. There I am. <laughs> but, Mr. Basco, the it's rule... It's very simple. I prove the whole thing. Are you Luigi Basco? Certainly not. That the man over there on the line, is he Luigi Basco? Probably not. And the lady over there, is she Luigi Basco? I doubt it. Then is left only you and me? <laughs> are you Luigi Basco? No. Then who are you talking to? I don't know. I'm surprised you don't know me, Mr. Postmaster. But why should I know you? Because all the time I'm in this country, this post office handles all the letters I send. Well, I give up. You're Luigi Basco. Sure, I told you that first. You save a lot of time by not arguing with me. I'll never do it again. Here's your ten dollars. I'm sorry I ever took a civil service examination. Don't feel badly. From now on, I buy all the stamps from this post office. Goodbye. America, I love you. You like a papa to me. Come on. Hello, Pasquale. What do you want now, Luigi? More favor? This time I do you favor. It's about the time. You do me favor? I do you favor. Like Uncle Pietro say, if one hand is dirty, wash your both hands. Please, don't bring your relations into this conversation. <laughs> I'm a busy. Pasquale, how much you charge you for spaghetti? With or without the meatball? Without. It costs more without the meatball. <laughs> 65 cents a plate. Not to buy plate. How much you charge by inch? What, are you crazy? I never sell it by inch. Then maybe you sell it by foot. No, no. Smallest I sell is a yard. How much is a yard? For you, ten cents. Then how much I get for ten dollars? I think maybe you get a half a mile. <laughs> Let me see. Is it ten cents a yard? Is it ten yards for one dollar? See? Ten dollars, you get a hundred yards. Okay, give me a hundred yards of spaghetti. What do you mean to give? No money, no spaghetti. Maybe I open a charge account with you. Uh, you give me $10 a box of cash or money, then you open a charge account. All right. Here is a $10. Hey, where you get this? Post office. So when is the post office giving away money? It's a new thing. <laughs> Lady, send me a little piece of paper. I take the post office. I get the money. So now I buy spaghetti. What are you going to do with all this spaghetti? I bring it to PTA meeting. Oh, you're still going to the meeting, eh? Sure. I buy suit, I prepare speech, and now I bring the spaghetti. That's a fine, Luigi. Look, here. I give you a couple of hundred of cards at my restaurant, and you give it to all of the ladies. I'm a speaker, not a spaghetti salesman. Well, when you speak, you talk about this. My speech is about education. <laughs> my spaghetti is a very educational, Luigi. But I don't know about spaghetti. I don't even know why they call it spaghetti spaghetti. That's a foolish. Is it long like a spaghetti? Tastes like a spaghetti? That's why they call it a spaghetti. <laughs> I don't think I do this, Pasquale. I give you ten yards extra, just in case the spaghetti shrinks. Excuse me. Is Mr. Basco in? What's the matter? Jimmy, you don't recognize me? A cutaway. Is that you, Mr. Luigi? Sure. Look like a movie star, huh? 
Where are you going? To PTA meeting at Jimmy. No! Yes, and I bring them spaghetti and I make a long speech. You and Miss Pauling will be so proud of me, you won't know what to do. Oh, I'm late. Goodbye, Jimmy. I know what I'm going to do. Join the Foreign Legion. Hello? Miss Pauling, please. It's important. Mamma mia. Miss Pauling? This is Jimmy O'Connor. It's worse than I thought. He's all dressed up like a pallbearer, and he's going to make a speech as full of statistics, and and he's bringing a pot of spaghetti. <laughs> Miss Balding? Miss Balding! <laughs> oh, really, I think this is wonderful. <laughs> oh, Miss Balding, this is quite an audience. It looks like the finest PTA meeting we've ever had. What was that, Mrs. Pringle? Yes, I said that it looks oh, like the yes, finest. Oh, yes, it does. Good afternoon, Dr. Cartwright. Well, it's nice seeing you again, Mrs. Pringle. I look forward to hearing you speak. Oh, uh, Dr. Cartwright. Yes, Mrs. Wilson? There's a man in a cutaway coat outside with a big pot of spaghetti. Uh, <clears throat> well, it must be a waiter who's made a mistake. Certainly no one here has ordered it. Hello. You're Dr. Cartwright, the principal, huh? I am, but I didn't order any food. I bring it. This is my present for PTA meeting. Here. Ouch! Excuse me. I put it on the table. Maybe, maybe you don't know me. I'm Luigi Bosco. Do you have a child in this school? Sure. My boy, Jimmy O'Connor. He's a pupil here. Mm, so that's why you came. Also because Miss Spaulding invited me to make a speech. Miss Spaulding did what? Miss Spaulding? Yes, Dr. Cartwright. Did you invite Mr. Basco? Hello, my teacher, Miss Spaulding. Hello, Mr. Luigi. Miss Spaulding, I prepare short speech. Uh, well, Mr. Basco, I'm afraid there won't be any time for your speech. That's all right. I wait. <laughs> the meeting will come to order. Will the ladies please find seats? <laughs> Mr. Basco, I must ask you to sit down. I promised Pasquale I give out his cards. Is his spaghetti? Luigi, how could you? Is all the people here live in the same neighborhood? Maybe they give Pasquale a little business. Is something wrong, Miss Paul? No, no, everything's just fine. That's the way I feel it too. I shall turn the chair over to our good friend, your chairman, Mrs. Wilson. If he turn over chair, she fall down. <laughs> good afternoon, ladies. Me too. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, now, before we proceed, is there any old business? I have all the business. Antiques. <laughs> uh, our first speaker is Mrs. Nelson Pringle. She will speak on um, our school system. Spaghetti is getting cold. We must have order. <clears throat> A great many of you may not like what I have to say, particularly about this school. As you know, my son is a pupil here, and I must say, from personal observation, I should think that our teachers here must recognize the need for greater discipline. If there is rowdyism, and we know there is, if our children find their excitement in the streets, then I think our teachers are at fault. And I suppose... Please, I'd like to say something. We don't matter all I had the floor. We must have orders. Mr. Basco, please go quietly and quickly. First I speak, then I go. That's the person who brought the spaghetti. Oh. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, ladies are right. I bring spaghetti. Is because I think maybe you like. I make a mistake. I don't do this again. Excuse me. But it's not important now anyway. Is important what the ladies say about teachers. 
I'm only in this country a little while. And I don't know about schools like a lady. Also, only teacher I know is Miss Spalding. And it's not her fault when the kids fight. Maybe it's the parents' fault. Not teachers when the kids fight too much. If my Jimmy come home with a black eye, that's my fault. I don't teach you, Jimmy, right, but I try. I tell him this is a wonderful country because all kinds of people here and children of all kinds of people. Little children, they don't know what it means to hate, to hurt. They learn about this from us, not from a teacher. All little children know is love. So it's up to us older people to show them. Is it like old saying? Apples don't fall far from tree. We show them at home, we explain, then they know. That's why. If it's a bad the children is not teachers' fault. It's sometimes parents' fault. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Miss Luigi. Gee, you didn't stay long. I think maybe too long. Did you make your speech? No. You're a smart boy, Jimmy. You know what was going to happen at the PTA meeting, huh? No, boss, I... Was it really bad? It was worse than that, Jimmy. I make a bigger fool... Hello, Luigi. Hello, Miss Spaulding. I'm sorry, I... I make you so ashamed. Ashamed? You were wonderful. Your speech was inspiring. But I think I look so foolish in this suit. Well, it was a little too formal. Boss, I'm proud of you. I'm glad, Jimmy. And you know something? I was the only mother in a cutaway coat. <laughs> So, dear Mamma Mia, I am now member Parent Teachers Association. From now on, I go to all the meetings. Who can tell? Maybe next year, I become a president. Then I be first the president of a woman's club. <laughs> also, Mamma Mia, I sell my cutaway coat to Pasquale. He is putting a suit in a Rose's Hope chest. <laughs> One more thing. Today, I'm sending letter to men with the problem. How long does it take for Tom and Harry to dig a hole if they dig a hole together? I'm sending this letter to only men who knows the answer. John L. Lewis. The <laughs> loving son of Louis. Be sure to listen next week at the same time over most of these stations when Luigi Basco writes another letter to Mama Basco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by Highcraft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is under the direction of Wilbur Hatch. Ladies and gentlemen, the grand prize for solving the secret sentence on the fast-moving CBS quiz show Hit the Jackpot is now worth the staggering sum of $22,000. Contestants in the studio and at home will have a chance to compete on Hit the Jackpot. Tonight, Bill Cullen will give you more clues to the secret sentence. 
Hit the jackpot a little later tonight on most of these same stations. Bob Lamont speaking for CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. I want to apologize to those of us on Facebook because it seems we're having trouble with the Facebook Live. Uh, I'm not sure if we still are live there, but uh, if someone is watching, maybe they could let us know if we are still live on Facebook. Sorry, Pepsi Mama. Wow. Oh, that's quite all right. Because... I wouldn't have known if you hadn't said so. <laughs> Thank goodness you're the tech geek. Well, I'm not um, that much of a tech geek because I didn't. I don't know if we're still alive. <laughs> well, you're my favorite, so fair if, enough. If, 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 even if you don't know anything, you're still my favorite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, guys, we got one more for for Luigi. Uh, this next one, he's 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 trying to get insurance, <laughs> so he ends up joining the hospital plan. So that's what this one is: is uh, Luigi Luigi joins hospital plan. So kick back and enjoy. This is our last one. From Chicago, we invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash with Alan Reed. A year ago, when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now, we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Vasco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, is the now big shopping season in America. Everywhere signs. Newspapers and radio, they tell people there is only 24 shopping days till Christmas. Mamma mia. With the money I got, I can do all of my Christmas shopping in 24 minutes. <laughs> Streets is filled with excited people rushing to buy things. In Chicago, main shopping section is called the Loop. I guess that's because everybody run around in a circle. <laughs> Department stores even have a doors which you run around in a circle. <laughs> it's called revolving door. People walk in, and the door walk in with them. <laughs> There's also many other wonderful things. Like in old country, when a man wants to go to second floor, he walks upstairs. In a department store, man stands still, and the stairs walk up. <laughs> yes, Mamma Mia. Everybody here getting ready to celebrate the Christmas. Except the Pasquale, my countryman. For bringing me to America. Only celebration he wants is for me to marry his daughter, Rosa. And the mama. That Rosa is so fat. 
If she ever stand on the street for five minutes, policemen give her a ticket for double parking. <laughs> anyway, this morning, I open up my antique store, and I'm talking with my 12-year-old general manager, Jimmy O'Connor, who's like a son to me. And Jimmy, he say... Hey, boss, here's the mail. Is a letter from my mama? Not today, boss. Then who write to me? There's quite a few here. It's a wonderful country. I don't write to anybody, but I get answers anyway. <laughs> today is the 30th. It's the end of the month. So what? It happened 12 times a year. Like Uncle Pietro say, everything has an end except sausage. <laughs> sausage has two ends. But tomorrow is the first, so the bills come in today. Is it too bad the month don't start on the fifth? Then we have more time to pay bills. With the money we haven't got, it won't make much difference. Someday I pay. Right now, we keep a record. I write on the page, bills are standing out. Uh, that's bills outstanding. Okay, read the bills. It's from the Edison Company. It's a pleasure to hear from Mr. Edison. <laughs> Fine man. Electric light is a wonderful invention. If Edison don't invent electric light, Edison and Company go out of business. How much do we owe, Mr. Edison? Uh, $4.38. Is worth the money I'm going to owe them. <laughs> if you don't pay, they'll turn off the juice. Then we'll use candles. Like an old country. If we do, then this place is sure going to be spooky. All these old statues and old furniture and candles. In old days, everybody used candles. Even Abraham Lincoln. He was a poor fellow, Jimmy. He lived in a log cabin, walked every day to school in the snow, worked in a store just like you, and then study at the night to buy candles. And then he become a president. That's getting you the White House the hard way. Even harder, Lincoln was a Republican. <laughs> What's our uh, next bill, Jimmy? Mm, gas. Four dollars and twelve cents. Hmm. Maybe we better cut down on our cooking. From now on, we boil three-minute eggs in two minutes. <laughs> Guess how much the telephone bill is. Three dollars? Try again. Four dollars. You hit the bell. I think Mr. Bell hit me. <laughs> Just the same as a wonderful invention. If there's no telephone, then there's no telephone of books. What the little kids sit on when they want a haircut? What are you going to do with these bills? When we have the money, we pay. Aren't you worried? It's no use everybody worrying, Jimmy. Right now, I let the companies worry. <laughs> but what are you going to do, boss? I got a surprise for you, Jimmy. See? Here's the $15. Where'd you get that? You remember old colonial letter case? Sure. Cost you 20 I sell it for 15 But, boss... I get a stucco when I pay $20 for it, Jimmy. So I sell it back to the same fellow for 15 <laughs> But you lost $5 in the deal. Oh, no, Jimmy. I make a $5 because it's only worth $10 in the first place. <laughs> What's the next letter, Jimmy? It's from the president of the Windy City Investment Company. From president himself? Yep. John C. Shaw. Let me see that. Dear friend. Jimmy, do I know Mr. Shaw? Oh, it doesn't mean a thing, boss. Your name is on what they call sucker list. That's <laughs> a pretty good, Jimmy. Only one a year here and already I'm on a sucker list. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly call it an honor, boss. Must be, Jimmy. Here's the fella I don't know. He's giving me a chance to invest in a gold mine. Maybe we invest a little money, huh, Jimmy? What money? Next letter, Jimmy. It's from the Jackson Hospital plan. Jimmy, I read it myself. 
Look, it say here. Dear Mr. Bosco, this is a personal letter. Believe me, boss, there's nothing personal about it. Never mind, Jimmy. Listen to the letter. Consider this invitation from us to join. How you like that, Jimmy? Invitation. It's just an ad, boss. They don't mean that. What this means? Hospital plan. Uh, they pay your hospital expenses. First, I have to be sick, huh? Natch. Huh? Natch. Natch. What the natch means? Well, it's short for naturally. Please, Jimmy. I like to learn a long English, not a shorthand. <laughs> How do you know about this plan? I've seen the ads in the papers, and I've heard them on the radio. They got the longest commercial. Then why you not tell me? Well, boss, you can't take on any more expenses. But it's say here only costs the two cents a day. You can't even afford that. Maybe they give it cheaper if we get sick only on weekends. <laughs> I see about this right away. Why the hurry? Mr. Jackson say here in his letter, hurry, hurry. I hurry. Mr. Luigi. You watch the story, Jimmy. I go see Mr. Jackson. America, I love you. You like a papa. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hello, Pasquale. I'm in a bigger hurry. Always you in a bigger hurry. Not always, Pasquale. Only when I see you. Where are you going this time? To hospital. Who's sick? Me. What's the matter with you? I find out later. <laughs> you talk, you know, but you don't make a sense, Luigi. Speak a play. I can explain to you, Pasquale. See this? Show is a letter. No, it's an invitation. Invitation to what? Invitation to hospital. That's a nice invitation. <laughs> I'm here 26 years. I never hear of an invitation to a hospital. Wait, I explain. Is invitation for hospital insurance plan for two cents. Luigi, why you always stick your two cents in everything? <laughs> All the time you run around, run around like a little mouse. Is it called... Jackson plan. Luigi, why you gotta be different from other people? Why you must join a Jackson plan? Join a Marshall plan. <laughs> if you're sick, Jackson take care of the whole thing for two cents a day. Ah, it's a stupid. When a fella gets a sick, two cents a day is not gonna help him much. Pasquale, you pay Jackson a plan two cents. Jackson, he pay hospital. What's to happen if it's raining someday and you're not going to run to the mailbox and send the Jackson his two cents? <laughs> then there's no insurance that day. Luigi, you always buy policies. So for one a month already, you got a fire insurance. Is there no fire? Takes time. <laughs> I explain to Pasquale. Look what it says here in the letter. If I get a sick, Jackson plan is pay for doctors and nurses and all kinds of sickness. They pay for everything except the maternity. Why? Is it contagious? <laughs> Pasquale, you don't understand. I'm understand the plenty, but what's to happen if I'm a catcher this maternity? <laughs> is it not possible? Maternity is meaning having a little bambino. Oh, that's a fine. I tell you, what do you do? Forget it, it's a crazy two cents a hospital. Marry my Rosa, she's a have a bambino. I pay you two cents a day for the rest of your life. <laughs> Please, Pasquale, we're not to talk about the Rosa. We talk about a Rosa, I break your arm. Pasquale, how is the Rosa? I'm glad you asked, my son. Luigi, you couldn't find a nicer girl. Or a bigger. 
Is there nothing of my Rosa can do? She's got a lots of talent. What the kind of talent? Oh, she's a wonder. She's a first class to cook. She's a handy with a needle. She's a washer better than the laundry. And she's a keep a house and neat like a pin. You know, Pasquale. Yes, my son. I bet you Rosa could have found a good job someplace. <laughs> Luigi, I don't like your sense of humor, especially one of my roses. She's a crazy for you. Is it too bad, Pasquale? But right now, she's a feeling very bad. She's got a broken heart. Maybe she joined a two-cents hospital. There's a no hospital cure for her. Only you, Luigi. You, the doctor. If I'm the doctor, I go find a new patient. <laughs> oh, Luigi, you get me so mad, I think I'm going to break you in a little pieces. Then I better go join the Jackson Planet quick. <laughs> Excuse me, lady, is this Jackson Hospital plan? Yes. I'd like to speak to Andrew. Uh, what's the nature of your business? Antique business. 21 North Holster Street. Open night and day and I we mean, always... what can I do for you? I get the letter this morning. I'd like to join two cents a day hospital plan. Oh, you want to see Mr. McGrady. First order, you're right. Thank you, lady. Come in. Hello. Girl outside, she tells me you're Mr. McGrady. Yes. She says you can tell me all about Jackson and hospital plan. I'd be glad to. You see... You see, Mr. Oh. McGrady, I'm not alone in this country, and it's harder for me to understand everything it says here in a little book about a hospital plan. So maybe you explain it, some of the things that it says here. I'd be glad to. says here no physical examination is necessary. I guess if there's no examination necessary, it means I don't have to see a doctor. Well... I'm it's... glad you explained to me. Another thing... It is say here, you have a choice of a 90-member hospital. That means I go to any hospital I like? Well, there are 90 hospitals. It's so wonderful what? how simple is everything the way you explain it. It is say here. Also say here, if I marry, plan also cover my wife. If I ever marry Rosie, there's no plan big enough to cover her. <laughs> but I have a little boy, Jimmy. Is it good for him, huh? Yes. Thank you so much, Mr. McCready. You speak a beautiful English. Here's my two cents. I enroll in plan. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, oh. mister. Oh, well, it's my fault. I don't look where I'm going. Are you hurt? No, but maybe I hurt your car. Are you sure you're all right? I feel fine. We can't be too sure, Mr. Basco. Mr. McReady, what are you doing here? Right on the job, Mr. Basco. The Jackson Hospital plan will take care of everything. Yes, sir, there's a room, nurse, a choice of any one of 1,000 doctors all ready and waiting for you. Mamma mia, all for two cents. <laughs> While you're wondering what Luigi is going to do next, I have a $16,000 announcement for you about CBS's popular quiz program, Hit the Jackpot. Later tonight, $16,000 worth of breathtaking prizes will be given to the lucky contestant at home or in the studio who can give the correct solution to the secret sentence. MC Bill Cullen will give you more clues to help you solve the secret sentence. For fun and prizes, be sure to tune in Hit the Jackpot tonight over most of these same CBS network stations. And 
now for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, I never think when I go to join a hospital plan that five minutes later I'm in a hospital. This gives you idea of a kind of a quick service a fellow gets in America. So now I'm in a hospital only because I'm reading a hospital advertisement book when I cross the street and I don't see the car. But don't worry, Mamma Mia. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. Only trouble is that nobody believes me. Is a very nice nurse here. She takes my pulse. Is first American girl who holds my hand. Is a very pleasant Mamma Mia. But now, Jimmy visited me and he say, Boss! Hello, Jimmy. I rushed out here as soon as I heard about it. Who tell you? It's all over the neighborhood. I feel fine, Jimmy. What happened, boss? I'm walking across the State Street when suddenly I hit automobile. Did you get the license? No, just a piece of a right front fender. Where were you hurt, boss? In a safety zone. <laughs> what were you doing on State Street? If, if I tell you, you'll be angry with me, Jimmy. Oh, I'm not going to be angry, boss. I go see Jackson Hospital Plan. Then I have an accident. After I join. Uh, please, Jimmy, do something for me. Write a note to my teacher, Miss Spalding. I know can come to school tonight. Same as I write for you. Well, I can tell him, Mr. Luigi. You don't have to write a note. No, Jimmy. It's better you write. Please excuse my parents. Luigi Basco from school tonight. Yours truly, Jimmy O'Connor. Well, if that's the way you want it. Someone's here to see you, boss. Oh, he's the man from a two cents a hospital plan. <laughs> well, goodbye, boss. I'll see you later. Okay, goodbye, Jimmy. Mr. Basco, I take my hat off to you. Thank you. You're very polite. Yes, sir. You sure are a fast worker. We're going to make a big thing out of this. Imagine a man signs up for the Jackson Hospital plan, and five minutes later, he's in the hospital. Why, it'll make us the talk of the country. You, you're not angry with me? Angry? Certainly not. On the contrary, we'll see to it that you get every operation that's coming to you. You'll get, you'll get tonsils, adenoids, appendix, and that's only the start. Sounds like the finish. <laughs> Please, I'm feeling fine. I want to go home. Mr. Pasco. You gave us your two cents. You enrolled. We have your signature. You agreed to accept our benefits. And you'll get your benefits. Please, I just want to go home. You stay right there. Don't move till you hear from us. You're in a soft, comfortable hospital bed. You'll get the best of doctors and nurses for two cents a day. You're entitled to all this for 21 days. Live, man, live! <laughs> Nurse! Doctor! Mamma mia! Luigi, you sleeping, my son? <laughs> oh, Pasquale, I'm even glad to see you. How you feel, my little man? I feel fine, Pasquale, Don't but... Don't talk, I... Luigi. Here, drink a little soup. A rose she cooked a special for you. That's nice. It's a love in every spoon of full, Luigi. She's put her heart in it. Taste like it. <laughs> Luigi? I'm already take care of everything for you. Then when can I go home? Take it easy. Lawyer says you're critical of sick man. Lawyer? I don't even see lawyer. How he knows? He knows. But the Pasquale, I don't need lawyer. Never see a fellow like you. Even when you're sick, you argue. If a lawyer says you're sick, you're sick. But I'm not sick. I'm a fine. I don't care what you say. I already give a lawyer $50,000. $50 I gave him. 
He say we're going to collect. I never have a fifty thousand dollars. But the lawyer I give a fifty dollars to, he say we're going to collect the ten thousand. We? Sure we. Is it your accident? So I make you a partner. Next time, if I have accident, I make you a partner too. It's a fair exchange. Thank you, Pasquale. But is there nothing wrong with me? Lawyer is out the side. He's a tell what's wrong with you. Here is a Mr. Sykes for your lawyer, Louis. How are you, Mr. Pasco? I'm a fine. Delirious, eh, Pasquale? Sounds alike. And now, uh, don't try to talk, Mr. Pasco. You're a very sick man. Just leave everything to me. I don't. I leave it to my mama. Uh, I will sue that car owner for every penny he has in the world. We'll strip him clean. We'll take the clothes off his back. You haven't a thing to worry about with John Sykes as your attorney. I'm worried about other fella. Oh, I've had lots of cases like this. Been chasing ambulances all my life. You must have been pretty tired. <laughs> Mr. Basco, I saw the whole thing. You did? Why, certainly I did. There was this car coming in a very northerly direction at approximately 75 miles an hour. You were standing in the safety zone. But zone. I wasn't... Don't interrupt, a... please. Suddenly this automobile swerved, knocked you down, ran over you, backed up, and ran over you again. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Mr. Sykes. It was all my fault. I crossed the one the light was red. What's that got to do with it? Aren't you entitled to your choice of colors? Sure. <laughs> sure, Luigi. Everybody's got a right to choose a color. Don't worry. We're going to collect the plenty. Pasquale, you got a hit by car, too? I'm just to look out for your interest. But I all. feel fine. I, I don't even hurt a little bit. You see, Pasquale? Brain concussion. Looks alike. <laughs> now, Mr. Basco, where were you on the night of July 21st, 1928? July... 21st, 1928. I don't remember. Aha. Amnesia. <laughs> Magnesia. Oh, it's even worse than I feared. Now tell me, Mr. Basco, do you hear ticking noises? Pasquale, take your watch away from my ear. All I can say is, Mr. Basco, that you're a mighty sick man. Yes, a mighty sick. Please, Mr. Sykes, you're giving me a headache. Fine, don't fight it, Mr. Basco. <laughs> and... Uh... My back, my back is hurting from laying in bed. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Now you're talking. But I feel fine. Stop for saying that. <laughs> Just keep them quiet, Pasquale. I'll be back in a moment. Pasquale, I don't trust Mr. Sykes. I'm a surprised at you, Luigi. Mr. Sykes is as honest as I am. That's what worries me. <laughs> no, Pasquale. I don't sue other fella. He's not honest. I don't want his money. I want to go home. Look, Luigi, you don't worry about this. All you think about is your health. I worry about your money. Hey, lay down, Luigi. He's a doctor. Well, how are you feeling, Mr. Bosco? I'm a feeling... Not that... so good, doctor. Excuse me, I'd like to look at the chart. Sure, doctor. Here, what does it say? Mmm, sounds bad. Is... is it bad, doctor? Temperature... Mmm. Blood pressure. Mmm. He's got a temperature and a blood pressure. Yeah, these x-rays. Mmm. X-rays. But I'm, I'm feeling the fire. Stop arguing with a doctor! You'll excuse me, Mr. Basco. I'll be back. Pasquale. I hear you, Luigi. What? What a doctor mean when he say, mmm. Don't sound good to me, Luigi. 
Here, Luigi. Hold my hand. Pasquale, you see X-ray pictures? It's all black. There's nothing left inside. <laughs> What does it say on the chart? I'm not supposed to tell you, Luigi. <laughs> please, please, Pasquale. It's better if I know everything. All right. All right, I tell. Temperature 98 to period of 6. <laughs> That's not too good. Please, Pasquale. If anything happens, you take care of Jim. Sure, sure. I even adopt him. And when he grow up, don't make him marry Rosa. <laughs> Luigi, Rosa is always going to be true to one man. You, Luigi. It's all right with me if she lie a little. Listen, Pasquale. Is one more thing. In four years from now, I get my citizenship paper. Can you hear me, Pasquale? I hear you, Luigi. <laughs> I give you permission to vote for me. <laughs> Anything else? I wait until the doctor comes back before I make more promises. All right, Luigi. Now I tell you what I'm going to do for you. When I'm going to collect the money from accident, I'm going to take your share, and I'm going to build a new antique store with your statue in the front, with a big sign in your honor, Luigi Bosco... Spaghetti Palace. Why spaghetti in antique store? Got to pay expenses, Luigi. Pasquale is is suddenly getting very dark. All about to my hands, Luigi, my friend. Maybe maybe now you do something for me, eh? Anything. Maybe you see Rosa just once more. Eh? Is it dark enough already? <laughs> That does it make no difference, Luigi. You're going to die anyway. Marry Rosa. This, this make her happy, Pasquale? Sure, sure. It's to make her the happiest widow in Chicago. <laughs> All right. Rosa. Where is she? She's a, just a happen to be waiting outside. Rosa! You call me Papa! <laughs> Say hello to poor Luigi. Hello, poor Luigi. Hello, Rosa. Luigi's a dying, and before he goes, he wants to marry you, Rosa. What do you think of that? <laughs> Shut up your face. <laughs> Luigi, I go bring it a judge. Is the judge also happen to be waiting outside? What's going on here? Doctor, just in the time. Everything is dark. No wonder. Someone turned off the lights. <laughs> Who would do a thing like this? I see everything now. Doctor, I'm not dying, huh? Not for a long time to come, Mr. Bosco. There isn't a thing in the world the matter with you. Get your clothes and go home. You hear that, Pasquale? Doctor, you sure? Of course. It's impossible, Doctor. I just give a lawyer fifty dollars, and Luigi's gotta die. <laughs> I feel fine. I'm gonna leave the hospital. I got my two cents to work. Pasquale, I'm gonna back to the store. Wait, to Luigi. You promised to marry Rosa. Oh today. no. I already have my accident for today. <laughs> 
Mamma Mia, now if I get sick, is there nothing to worry about? Because I get sick in America. Your loving son, Luigi. Be sure to listen next week at the same time over most of these stations when Luigi Basco writes another letter to Mama Basco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by High Craft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is under the direction of Wilbur Hatch. Well, Ladies I'm and here. gentlemen, have you heard about CARE's new holiday package? It's ration-free, it's economical, and it's guaranteed to arrive safely, all for the special rate of $15. It's extra special. Why? Because it gives your friends and relatives in Europe's ruins a chance to have a delicious turkey dinner with all the fixings. A whole turkey, butter, sugar, jam, rice, bacon, plum pudding, chocolate, and all the seasonings needed to prepare a turkey roast. There are millions of children in Europe this Christmas who will know it as just an ordinary bleak winter day. Even for the holidays, there's little hope for something special. That's why CARE has prepared a special holiday package containing a full turkey dinner and all the trimmings. Send your check today to CARE, New York City, New York. Indicate plainly the address to which you wish the parcel mailed. Remember, this special holiday package is only $15 with guaranteed delivery. The address again, CARE, C-A-R-E, New York City, New York. Later tonight on CBS, comedian Maury Amsterdam has a hilarious battle with gangster Knuckles Callahan, who is determined to strong-arm the hapless Maury into giving him control of his cafe. For a solid half-hour of laughs, listen to the Maury Amsterdam show later tonight over most of these same CBS network stations. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Well, I was just thinking, maybe... Maybe I should go somewhere else and visit for a while and then come back to America and maybe I can see it through Luigi's eyes. <laughs> I think it might be a little worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. But folks, that's a wrap for today. And um, we're glad you could join us and I hope you'll join me Saturday at noon. And I hope you'll join Victor's Trivia tonight at, what time, six? Uh, five. Oh, five. Well, I'm sorry, but you know I got to listen to my Jack Benny before I can join the trivia thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, I told you about my boyfriend. Yes, I did. 
You did. And, you did. Yeah. See, I don't have to worry about them dead ones. It's these live ones I got to worry about. <laughs> they break your heart. And I've been heartbroken too many times. So that's why I just stick with Jack Benny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and remember, folks, if you want to be a part of that trivia night, go on onto Facebook and join the Global Blind Connections Facebook group. And uh, you can go into the rooms and have fun with the rooms. There's lots of uh, chat. There's lots of... Uh, talking and uh other things we've got comedy rooms family feud rooms uh we got lots of stuff oh and name that tune rooms we got those on wednesday nights so um if you have the ability come on in and they got all kinds of just chat rooms up there too i mean if you just like talking and jabbering <laughs> They got mm -hmm. plenty of rooms up there for that. Yes, they do. In any case, you going to tell everybody goodbye? I did. Oh, well, <laughs> folks, according to him, I didn't tell you goodbye. But No, so, you didn't. <laughs> so, and anyway, we have it I recorded, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to make you rewind it back. I, I can prove it. So there I you go. I don't believe a word of it. Uh -huh. uh, folks, I enjoyed having you and I hope you enjoyed the show and I look forward to seeing you next week. And again, remember to hit that Saturday like and hit you like button and uh, our email address uh, for comments, requests, whatever is um yeah that's what it is afternoon re afternoon radio theater sunday s-u-n-d-a-e at gmail.com bye for this week well hold on a second i go you know you haven't what? told anybody about the arts podcast I did so. No, you told you told them about the whose blind life is it anyway podcast. Oh, well, yeah, Arts Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday has its own podcast now. And I thought I said that, but I guess I... No, you were talking about Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway. Oh. But that's I... okay. They're both on there. If you only want to catch the Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday, Sunday podcast... You, you can just find that. Yeah, yeah, ask Alexa to play Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday. And she'll go out there and get all our episodes, yeah, even the bad ones. We she'll done. start. She'll start playing them from the end on the way back to the beginning, unless you stop her. She's cooperative that way. Well, I think she's <laughs> awful that way. She should start from the beginning. Well, now if I've listened to all the podcasts, I want to hear the most recent. So why am I going to go all the way back to the beginning? Because you can skip it. You can tell her to skip to episode whatever. That's too much like easy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, we've had fun today and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week, Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>